Mitä pelataan podcast? Episode 3. Jokikon 2018. In this episode I tell you about the Jokikon, which is a convention that we have in the city that I live in. I first tell a bit about history of the convention and then I tell about the games that I played in the convention. Jokikon is a small convention in Joensuu, Eastern Finland. It started in 2015 with a different name. It was called Simakon and we held it on Vappu, which is the first of May. It's a national holiday and it's like workers day off and such. People drink a lot and so on. Sima means mead, which is a traditional Finnish drink at that time. Although it's non-alcoholic, but anyway. We wanted to offer an alcohol-free way to spend the holiday. And we had about 50 people show up in the convention. 50 different people, that is. We had a tournament for Heckmeck Junior. And we gave the winner cucumber, ketchup, cheddar, cheese and worms. Candy worms, of course. Which relate to the theme of the game. In 2016, we... Held the con for another time and we changed the name to Jokikon. This Joki word means river and the city Joensu means river mouth. So the name of the con is related to the name of the city. This year we had a Clask tournament. I don't remember who won it or what the winner got. Probably just fame and no fortune. Again about 50 people showed up and we had a nice time in the convention. And after we practiced the first year with the Simakon and then changed it to Jokikon after we saw that it's a good idea to have a convention here and we get lots of people playing. Lots means that more than in a normal Thursday evening that we have in the board game club. We decided to continue the con and make it a tradition. In 2017 we moved to different building. The con is always in universities facilities so it's not possible to stay over inside the con area it's customary in finnish conventions that you can sleep on the floor somewhere or something but it's not possible in the space that we have in this convention again 2017 we had about 50 people but the space was maybe better this year it was echoing less and the lights were better and the air conditioning actually worked every day we had a bit problems in the previous building where it was held at. In 2016 and 2017 the convention was held on Easter, so there were holidays during the con. This year it was held on a random weekend in the middle of March and I was very skeptical that this year we won't have enough people coming to the convention. However I was wrong, we got about 80 people this year, but there were supposed to be more happenings during the convention and we have role-playing group of Joensuu and live action role playing group of Joensuu represented in the convention. Also there were people playing Yu-Gi-Oh tournament which we didn't have earlier. Earlier it was only board games. Now we had different things in the convention as well. Yogicon has always been about free board game playing. So people are just sitting around and playing games and in general having a good time. Children have always been free to enter and I hope that in the future also because it's nice to get children also included in the hobby and see that enthusiasm they have and everything. 
We didn't really have many people coming from outside the city. Some people have come from Kuopio, which is a city close by Joensu, and few other people from other cities in Finland. Also, if the exchange students we have here, we have quite a few of them in the city. If they've been notified about the convention and they're able to come, they come. Every year there's been at least one group of exchange students who have come to the convention to play board games. At this point I will make an announcement. There will be Jokikon again this year in autumn during the Finnish autumn holiday in schools. So it should be somewhere in October, maybe in the middle of October or so. I was suggesting that we make a Essenkantkon, meaning that during Essen we would have the Jokikon, but it will be too late considering the school's autumn holidays. If at any point in your life you are around here when the convention is on, I suggest that you come and see how it is. It's been very friendly convention, at least so far, and I don't see a reason why it would change in the future. The people from North Karelia are generally so nice that almost anyone would feel welcome here. So the Yokikon this year, 2018, what did I play in this convention? This year it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I was able to get there Friday quite late, so I didn't really have time to play many games. But we had agreed one game and we played Nippon on Friday. Nippon is a what's your game game designed by Nuno Bizarro Sentiero and Paolo Soledade like Madeira and Brazil that I've told about in the earlier episodes. We played four player game and this was first time playing for everyone. I was reading the horror stories from Board Game Geek that it lasts minimum three hours and such, but it was about two hours and I was happily surprised that it didn't take longer than that, although it was the first game for everyone. Nippon is a very interesting area control and worker displacement game. In a way, it does things a bit differently than other same genre games. Basically on your turn you take one worker of a certain color, you choose the color that you take, and from where you take the worker you have option to take an action, or you can choose between two actions. Then you take the action and that's it, it's in the next player's turn. The trick with this is that when you collect these workers, there are different color of workers, and you put them on your board. And when you have a certain amount of workers, you have to get rid of them, so you have to make a consolidate action. And when you make the consolidate action, you pay more money if you have more different color workers. So in an ideal situation, you would collect only one color workers, but it's quite difficult to do. And when you consolidate, the more workers you have collected in number, the better bonus you get for yourself. And this bonus is used for scoring. You get the multiplier for scoring for the end of the game. This game worked very well. I really like the flow of the game. After understanding what to do, it began going so smoothly. And it was just flowing and flowing and flowing. Only a few times it paused for some reason. Someone was thinking something or someone didn't think their turn beforehand. But usually you had time to think your coming turn. And there was just a few things that could change, so you could think that you take this, or this, or this action, 
and then whichever suited you, you were able to take it. And I really like that in a game that you don't have to pause the game, that it keeps flowing and flowing and flowing, and it's very smooth game, the mechanisms work very well with each other. I really like this game, I rated it 9 even after the first play. I want to play it again though, because we also played one rule wrong. There's an action where you can place trains or boats, and you can't place them in same area. So at one point, one player by mistake placed his, I don't remember if it was boats or trains, to the same area, but it really affected his score at the end. And we repeated it two or three times in the beginning when we went through the game and through the rules, but no one remembered it or paid attention to the fact that he did it wrong. But doesn't really matter. I enjoyed the game anyway and I don't think that the winner would have changed. He just got way too many points than he would have got otherwise. He would have still won the game though, I think. Then, Saturday morning, we had agreed to play Anachrony. A friend of mine brought it from another city with him and he also had these exosuits and the expansion. So we played with the exosuits and the mission expansion or what it is, tasks or whatever it is. The sideboard where you can go with your mechs and fight against something and then you get something good happening to you. And I don't think that I would want to play without that, because that gave more opportunities for yourself if you didn't really have a place where you would put your worker so you could go there and try to fight. Anachrony is a kickstarted game that I originally backed, but then I cancelled my pledge because I couldn't figure out which box sleeve I want and I thought that maybe it will be in retail, because I already had backed Trickerion from them. And as I mentioned in earlier episode, I still didn't play it, so I didn't know what to expect. It looked cool and I thought that I will get it from retail. Then it has been almost impossible to get, but this friend of mine got it and promised to bring it to the Yogicon, so he did and we played it. Now it's still in my wishlist and even more so than earlier after playing this. Anachrony is a worker placement game where you have different areas where you place the workers. Workers are basically these exosuits where you put a different guy inside. The guys, which are the normal workers when you don't use the exosuits, are these cardboard tiles and there are three different ones and a wild card, like a choker. Or maybe the guy just knows everything. Depending on what type of worker you place to an area, you get a bonus or you don't get a bonus. Also depending how early you put, you have more choices to select the accent from or the bonus from actually and what is the interesting thing in this game is that in the beginning of every round you choose how much stuff you take from the future and what do you take from the future it has this time travel track and when you place those things to the track that you take from the future you have to pay them back before a tracker reaches them if you haven't paid them back before the tracker reaches them you get minus victory points and you get buildings that block your space for other buildings and they give you minus points. I really like this game, I rated this 9 and I definitely want to get it when I see it for a proper price. I'm not in a hurry to get this but I will get it at some point. I really wonder how it works with two players, we played four players and it worked very well. I assume that it will work with all player counts. I see no reason why it wouldn't. Just one thing is that three of us didn't play before, just this guy who brought it played it earlier. So it took about 4 hours and then he didn't count points at the end of the game because one guy didn't understand that the game could end that round and was 
trying to do something more. And when he noticed that the game will end that round, he got annoyed and just began collecting the game away. You never do that after four hours of playing a game. Full stop. It is not nice. Fortunately though, I am 99% sure that I would have won the game. So I got the moral victory, so I didn't mind that much, but it's not a very good way to end a game. If it's a 20-minute game, sure, don't count the points. But if four people sit at the table for four hours, you don't do that. You count the points. Or then you just say that I lost. And that's it. He didn't even admit that he didn't win. Not good, no. Don't ever do that kind of stuff, people. It's only a game. Although it lasts four hours, it's still a game. Then in the evening, on Saturday... I finally got Wasteland Express delivery service to the table. This game is so cool looking. Some people might say that this is overproduced. No, it's not overproduced. This game Drez thing inside makes the setup so much better. There are so many different small chits and pieces and parts that if there wasn't this game Drez inserts, it would be a real pain to set it up. The game is basically a pickup and deliver game, but it has this map where you can quite freely move around and then you can make your truck better. You can also fight raiders if you want or if you have to. But basically you're trying to fulfill missions. The person who fulfills three missions first that have a certain symbol on them wins the game. Some missions don't have the symbol so you just get money or some other bonus from them. They are also good missions to do. For me, uh, my game didn't really go well. I couldn't find the resources that I needed for cheap enough that I could buy them so that I could deliver them to the places that my missions required. Other people played much better or maybe not played much better but their game went a bit better. They were in right place at the right time. I was in wrong place at the right time and right place at the wrong time. So I couldn't really compete. Some people got their engine running, hehe. <laughs> Their trucks engine running very quickly and they were very fast to complete the missions in the beginning. But then they slowed down for one reason or another. I was slow in the beginning and then I got up to the speed so I was able to fulfill my missions. But one person already took the victory when I was able to begin doing something. I really like this game as well. I think I rated it 8.5 in Board Game Geek. I want to play this again, definitely. Because now I know a bit what to do. Nobody had played it before and we just played it for the first time. This also worked very well. I mean it went smoothly. It didn't slow down or there were no pauses or anything. And you can't really AP in this one. So there's no that kind of delay or downtime or something. Of course if there is that kind of a thing that needs someone to think then they think. But I didn't feel like this game dragged. It seemed a bit slow in the beginning but at the end it began moving so fast forward that it just ended without even understanding that it ended. But if you see this try it if not for anything else just for the components and the game trays insert. It's ridiculously good and it's very nice table presence as well that this game has. Then on Sunday morning we had agreed to play Goa. It's an auction game by Rudiger Dorn from 2004. It's an old game that I wanted to play for a long time but I didn't have chance to play it before now. 
You're basically colonists or something that are trying to make your own colonies to India. And you are growing the plants related to India like spice or tea or roots or what have you. You also try to find new areas to do the plantations to and harvest the goods from. And all of this is done by using an auction. On the table there is 5 times 5 grid where there are different tiles that you auction. The interesting thing with this auction is that whoever is the first player chooses where you begin the auctioning and the next player chooses a tile next to the previous tile being auctioned. And because this is a Rüdiger Dorn game, of course there is this snaking system that you have to move something to the next square and next square and such, like in Istanbul and like in Traders of Genoa. We played this wrong, we played the auction so that you can always just continue offering more and more and more and more. In reality, you are only allowed to make one bid. The guy who taught us the game didn't see it in the rules, so we played the auction wrong. But it was still a very good game, and I think that if you play the auction correctly, it becomes even better game. Because you can just offer something, and the other players have to decide if they want to offer more or not. And the guy who chose the tile to be auctioned can buy it with one less money than the highest bid. So it gives way more importance to the selection of the tile what you want to be auctioned. I really like this game and I suggest that everyone who likes auction games or if you even don't like auction games you try this. It's a very good game if you can find it still. It seems to be a bit difficult to find the English version at the moment but it is now very stable on my wishlist. I like Rüdiger Dorn as a designer already so this will be a good addition to my collection when I can get it. Then we played Rising Sun. The Kickstarter from Rising Sun came just on the previous week before this con and I was a bit in a hurry to check that what will we use for the first game and such and read the rules and assemble the boxes and everything. We didn't use any expansions but we used the Kickstarter tiles because why not? They are so much nicer than the cardboard tiles, especially the actions. But the cardboard tiles are not bad either, don't get me wrong, they are very nice also. People are comparing this to Blood Rage, they are not the same game, they are not even very similar. Maybe spiritual successor, this might be to Blood Rage, but only in the way that Blood Rage was Viking mythology, this is Japanese mythology or Eastern mythology. There are three rounds in the game, and every round seven actions are chosen. Before you choose the actions, the players have time to negotiate for alliances. It happens in a phase called tea ceremony and after that the first player begins choosing a tile, an action, from the pile. Every player has a choice from three actions what they can do and you and your ally get a better action and the others get a bit worse of that same action. After these seven actions there is a war. The reasons where the wars are are decided before the actions are chosen, so it is known to the players where the wars will be. If you win a war, you get a tile from that region, and by collecting sets of different regions you get huge amount of points at the end of the game. Otherwise you get 1 point per region tile that you win in the first round, 2 on the second round and 3 on the third round. This game has quite easy rule set, it's not a difficult game game-wise, but you play the players rather than the game. That makes the game interesting, because every time you play with different players, the game changes for you. Also the clans have different superpowers, 
or just special abilities maybe in this one. So that also changes the game if you play with different clan every time. There are three different types of cards, decks that you can choose from in the beginning. That also gives variety to the game. Also before the setup, different cards and different monsters come from different decks. But what is the best part of this game in a way as a mechanic is the combat mechanic. Everyone has a chart in front of them with different faces and the faces are handled from left to right. And when there is a war, all the participants put their coins that they have to different slots on the board, to the faces. Whoever puts most money to certain face wins that face and gets to do the action and what the face grants. So this is really interesting aspect of the game. It's not that you are in the war, it's that you are funding the war. And I really want to play this again with different player counts also. With 4 it worked very well. And of course I want to try these Kickstarter extras and extra monsters and everything. Because I have them. Why would I have them if I don't want to try them? If you have the possibility to play this game, I suggest that you try this game. It's a very good one and it gives you a bit different take on an area control game. Then, to finish the convention, we played Subterra. This came from a Kickstarter earlier, I only took the base box. This got award from UK Games Expo last year, and I had hopes for this game that it is very nice game. We played with four players and it was ridiculously difficult. We played two times and we didn't even get halfway on either of the tries, at least it felt like that. We were very competent at making ourselves into dead ends, and then there were horrors and we were very unlucky with the dice rolls also. This is a cooperative game, everyone has a different character and they have different abilities and it has this horror theme. It seems to me that these guys are idiots, they went into a cave and don't know how to get out. I don't understand why would you go to a cave without a rope so that you can climb back or that you don't know how to go out. And why you don't have guns and everything if you know that you're not coming out otherwise. And the cave has horrors. Come on. Are you crazy? Why do you go? It's like this cave diving nonsense that some people are doing that I don't understand. Why would you dive in a cave? Jeez. But anyway, it seems that these guys who went to the cave got what they deserved in our game. And we were playing with easy I think or normal. But it wasn't even a difficult. I think it was the beginner level. And we really got whooped bad. Maybe with 6 players this would be easier, because there are more abilities to use and maybe everyone wouldn't be in a dead end. But I suggest that you try it, it's a good game. I will play it again, I want to play it again, with different player counts again. Like the previous one that I talked about. So that's about it, that's the games I played in the Yogicon. There are not many, only 6 games, but... I usually, in these conventions, I don't want to play light games unless there's just a small amount of time to spend for such games. I want to plan bigger games because I have more time to use that I have reserved beforehand and that's the same case for other people as well. When this episode releases, I will be in UK and I'll be in UK Games Expo this year. So if you want to meet me or give comments or something, anything, just you can follow my Instagram or Facebook so you know where I am or something. Send me a message, maybe we can play a game together. I don't really have a plan for the UKG, I've never been there or any major convention earlier, but this time we are going with the family, so I'll be there. And for this reason, 
The next episode will be about UK Games Expo 2018. I will have a recorder with me. If I play a game with you, maybe I will record your opinions on the game. I don't know yet what I will do. I try to find some people who are related to this board game industry or board game media and I will try to make some short interviews with them. And let's see what kind of episode the next one will be. Maybe there's not me talking, maybe other people are talking or giving their opinions. I don't really know yet, but it will be about UK Games Expo. And of course it will come after the UK GE. Thanks for listening this one. Maybe we'll meet in the UK Games Expo. I'm planning to be there all three days. Not from morning to evening of course, because I'm coming with the family, but daytime, afternoon, I'll be there. You can find me from Facebook under the username Mita Pelata. It's a page in SoundCloud where this podcast is located and Twitter and Instagram. You can find me with username Mita Pelataan on BoardGameGeek. My username is Zuxi. If you want to check from that way. Also, if you want to send me email, my email address is mitapelataan at gmail.com. If you know anyone who would be interested in listening to this, or checking my content otherwise, please tell them to do so. Thank you. Let's get back to it later, and I'll tell you what to be playing. The music used in this podcast was created by SoundCloud user Grimwater. Thanks to him for letting me use it.